thegiantkiller.co and the By George Podcasting Network present the By George Podcast with Brian Lawrence and Chris Jones. The original George Mason basketball podcast. They're on their feet. Here, Hancock. Oh! Off the top of the backboard, no. Loose, Hancock. Front court, Morrison. One Mason, boy, George Mason. Bye, George, man. We are back. And we are on our third and final episode of Talk With Us with Kim English, and there's no better time to have him on the show than when we're about to play number 15, Auburn, first game of the season, on the road, by George is planning a watch party, it is time, like, what? I want to say it's it's getting chilly out, but it's actually been, I've been sweating outside, but it feels like basketball season is here, Um, and so, Jonesy, tell me, your excitement level real quick before we welcome in coach give me your excitement level for this season um what are we four days out four days out and it's like i'm a 10 out of 10 right now like we've been watching and following and 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 we've been talking with coach all summer covering the off season and it's like we're finally here we can finally you know we can talk about all the scrimmages and practices, you know, whatever. But now we're going to get down to like the nitty gritty, the games, like we're about to play ball. And it's it's as good of a time as any. Like this is this is Christmas for me. Right. So is it maybe uh, our biggest game of the year. First game on easily. the road, you know, and, and, and I think it, it's like if you're not excited, then it's time to wake up. Kim English, welcome to Bye George the third and final episode of talk with us. We appreciate your time. We know that you've got to be in prep mode, taking out the time of your, of your night to hop on with us. Uh, Kim English say what's up to Mason nation. What's up guys. Appreciate you having me. Uh, yeah. Locked in, locked in, uh, you know, Auburn practice film and, and, uh, and it's, it's here. This is, this is, um, you know, the first best time of the year. Second being the big dance. Ooh, love to hear it. Um, so yeah, so much has happened since the last time we talked. Um, I think it was maybe early August. So, you know, since the last time we spoke, we, we've got like a few, uh, noteworthy topics, uh, obviously three commitments, uh, for the 2023 class, um, huge gets, um, we, we won't mention names or anything specific, but just know that we have, you know, some shooters on the way, um, just, you know, is, is there anything that you sort of want to say roughly about, you know, just the new guys coming in without getting well, too specific? Yeah, we, um, you know, we wanted to address, you know, what we were losing, you know, with VJ and Coop um, and Saquon, you know, yeah, VJ and Coop specifically, um, the elite level of shooting that they, 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 um, they possess. And um, add Saquon to that trio, and you, you have size. So we have two really, really good shooters, and all three with really good size. Um, so shooting, absolutely, we wanted to address in this class, um, and we did. And we can talk about them officially on November 9th. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but um, uh, love all three. 
tracked them for a, a really long time. Um, really good kids, competitive, tough. They, they fit into the ethos of our program as far as workers, competitor, competitors, and, and good kids. Um, and all three of them can really, 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 really stroke the ball, which we love. Yeah, I, I think I even what about... oh, I was going to say just uh, just joking with Brian. I mean, I, I'm starting to just refer to us as the the George Mason Warriors, just with the the shooters that we're getting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just you know clearly right. something that that you're trying to address, and uh, you know, just looking at last year with with the amount of threes that we're hitting and the kids that we're going after, it, it's obviously that you're making a concerted effort to address shooting. So. Um, gotta love it, Brian. What, what were you gonna say? Well, we know that they're we know that they can shoot it, but and we got into we've we've gotten into conversations about combo guards. Can they can they all handle the ball pretty well? Or you know, I know we talk about them as, as being good shooters, but can they do other things well as well as well too? Yeah, I mean, they can handle the ball. Well, that doesn't you know make them combo guards. That well, uh, one of them can um can can um you know play some point um or two but the other one are, are, are true wings two three four perfect um and then i think that's all we really want to touch on with them i think you know we put out on our on our own page um at at giant killer gmu that you know like so much video so much content if you want to learn about our incoming freshmen go check us out um want to kind of talk a little bit about mason madness uh, an event that used to like happen at like at midnight. Is that something that you remember that that you kind of hold on to that kind of later night party element? And is is it is not doing it that way changed it going forward? No, um, I do remember it being at, mid at midnight. I used to go to University of Maryland's. Um, I went the year after they won the national championship, and it was it was incredible. Um, it was so fun. Hassana Fafana, Andre Collins. Uh, uh, Mike Jones was a freshman. Um, I am not a fan of it being at midnight. Uh, I need my I, I, I need my sleep when I can get it. And what, and was anyone did we did we have recruits there? Like, do, are, are, are we? Using no, no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. It's not. You know, I'm not actually a big uh, midnight madness guy. I'd much rather just. Let's hook it up and play like a green and gold game, to tell you the truth. Um, I like that a lot more than the, you know, the dancing and stuff. It's not really my style. Uh, but, we, you know, if, if Mason likes it, I love it. And, you know, we'll do whatever, you know, we're asked. But, um, no, it's, 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 this is the first time I've been a part of uh, Mason, a madness type of thing. When I was in college at Missouri, we just played a black and gold game fans in we just hooked it up for 40 minute game um same at colorado same at tennessee um same at tulsa awesome well um you know with mason madness out of the way uh one other thing that occurred you know within the last two weeks was the a10 media day up in brooklyn barclays center um could you just give us a little insight on how that went? Uh, obviously, your second time around. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the fact that we're going to be, you know, projected top five? Um, and you know, it, not so much from a pressure standpoint or any type of expectations, but more, you know, how do you see 
the fact that you're getting respect, the team's getting respect. Um, you know, it, it's not too often that we're projected top five. So it, it, it's, yeah. you know, it's, I really don't make much of it. I know it sounds cliche and it's a bit of coach speak, but all I know is this, you know, in 2018, the Tennessee Volunteers were picked, finished 13th in the SEC. They won the league. My senior year in college, the Texas A&M Aggies were picked to finish first in the Big 12. They finished last in the Big 12. Um, so it, it's so much it, – it, it really means nothing. You know, we, we have – first of all, we have a whole lot of season to play before we get to Atlantic 10 play. Um, and that season, that non-conference season, is is very, very, very important for what we want to accomplish this year, um, especially in the postseason. Um, so we'll get to league play when it's when it gets to be late December and January. Um, right now, we're rooting for every team in the A10 to win every single game, uh, so that we raise the status of the league, so that when we do get to league play, uh, a top five finish um, protects you. Um, for 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 hopefully securing and at large bit. Are you feeling are you feeling bullish about about the A ten this year? Like looking around um, at at, yeah. different, at different schedules, et cetera. Yeah, I haven't really studied uh, the other schedules in the league. Um, I know you know ours is up there with St. Louis's and UMass. Um, you know, as far as strength of schedule in our conference, um, Dayton I think has a good slate as well. Uh, but I think the league's really good, you know, returning all the guys that Dayton did, St. Louis, returning their crop, you know, you know adding the kid back. Um, VCU and their style always, they're always in it. Um, you know, excited to see what Loyola brings. Obviously, Frank Martin really, um, you know, built his roster with a lot of guys he's coached before and some talented guys. Um, and again, his style will always give them a chance. Um you know, Arch coming back to the league, uh, Fran Dumphy coming into the league, you know, uh, you know, Fordham taking the next step. They had a really strong year last year, you know, with some consistency in their staff, even though losing Kyle, but keeping an assistant on and, and naming them head coach. Hopefully the program culture can continue to take steps and grow. And, um, I'm really excited about the league. It's a really good basketball league. Um, I love this conference. Yeah, and I think the consensus is that it's it's going to be pretty loaded, at least the top half. And I think just, you know, and maybe the preseason ranking ranking doesn't mean as much uh, to you. And, and obviously, there's going to be a lot of variables in play. And um, there's so many new faces and new teams that it's, you know, really difficult to, you know, figure out, uh, you know, how to rank these teams. But you know, ultimately, from from a fan's perspective, I think when when I see Mason ranked fifth, you know, it it just felt good to see that we're getting respect from you know other teams and and coaches and media, and and it just you know it, it, it there's some hope for for the program, and and I think you know it should build you know just some some overall hype for the program, and and I think that we're excited to see um, you know a lot of the returning talent that we're we're bringing back and. You know, ultimately we're we're losing, you know, uh Deshaun, but you know, so many new guys and, and it just seems like everyone's sort of bullish on the team um in general. So um, well, you'd rather be you... good, Jonesy. I hope we don't disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it made you feel good though. 
Yeah, nah, I feel great. I, I mean, um, you'd rather be fifth than be thirteenth. You know, like I'm just gonna, you know, like I, I, I got yeah. you may not, and I, and 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 we get that, but like for for us, it's like, uh, you know, the last time we we've been fifth one other time, and that season absolutely fell apart. So it's like, you know, oh, we finished it, we finished in the pig. Yeah, and we know like the the, the whole preseason rankings they they don't mean shit. But yeah, we've been ranked fifth, and we finished in the pig game. It's like whatever, but. Um, I don't know. But it we are excited, this year. and it, it does. I mean, because we do believe that the A10 is actually stronger now too. So it's like we're, we're you know moving up into that 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 group is important to us. Um, but you you brought up kind of the you know we're not even at A10 play, so we got some time. Um, can you talk about the out of conference schedule that you built, and you know what you think you can do with that? Is that is that giving you a, an opportunity to go to the big dance? You talk about that a lot about the excitement of the tournament and wanting to get to the tournament and you've been to the tournament and you've coached in the tournament. So, you know, obviously, you know, the resume you need to build. Talk to us a little bit about the slate that you built. Yeah, it's everything. It's, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the reason we're doing it. Um, you know, especially when you think you have a team that can be competitive when you, when you want to build teams that you think can compete for championships and go to the, 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 um, the postseason. Um, you know, so when you do, you know, feel good about the roster that you built through all the time spent in recruiting, you want to, the next thing, like literally number two, right behind recruiting and retention is scheduling. You know, you know, the, the schedule you can put together and we like our schedule. You know, we'll see where it shapes out once we get into this thing. But, you know, we it, it's, it's really hard for us in our current status to get quality quad one opponents to come play us in Fairfax. Um, and so we have to build the profile of the program so that we can get those home and home games. You know, I, I could, I haven't really, you know, tapped into using relationships much and asking, you know, friends uh, for games yet, but we're talking about it, you know, seeing uh, Frank Martin just got a good one with, with Huggy. Um, you know, I was joking in the office today, I'm going to, you know, you know, make a call to, Rick Barnes and, and Tad Boyle and, and see if we can can make it happen now because, you know, there's precedent. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard for us to get good games in a non-league. So when we have opportunities like Georgia, like Maryland, you know, obviously COVID, but like Wisconsin, like Kansas, we have to take them uh, because they're just so valuable. Anytime you can play a quad one opponent, you need to play them. Um, on a neutral site, on their site, and their on their gym, it's a plus. So, you know, Auburn accepted it, and, and and we're opening up the season there, and we're really excited about it. You know, coming right back home to play a team. We talked preseason rankings. Longwood, an NCAA tournament team, got picked to finish first in in the Southern Conference. Um, you know, just to segue a little bit, our non-conference schedule is also meant to prepare us for league play a little bit. So Auburn presents some stylistic qualities like a, a Virginia Commonwealth, like a, a St. Louis um, American present, you know, the coach was, was college teammates with, um, with, with, with Chris Mooney. So it gives us that film to watch and prepare for a Princeton. We inherited the Virgin Islands tournament. So, you know, Boston college or Belmont or Wyoming, who, whoever we end up playing that on there, possibly three really good games. Um, Queens is a program that is was a really good Division II program. I feel like they came in here 
a few years ago and gave Mason all they can handle. I feel like I've seen that. Um, Hofstra, Speedy Claxton um, is doing a really good job. They went and won at Arkansas last season, a former foe of Mason in the Colonial. Toledo, the top 85 team to start this season. Um, that's going to be a really good home-and-home -home series against a really good mid-major program. Out of the MAC, um, Maryland Eastern Shore, some, some local flavor. Tulane on, on a neutral. That's a top 60 opponent. Um, at the United Center and, and a new city that we want to kind of have a recruiting foothold. So we get to play on an NBA court against a quality opponent, a team that's picked to finish in the top part of the AAC. Old Dominion, again, a rival. They beat us last year. We were down a couple guys, but they beat us pretty good on our home court. Um, you know, I think they beat us by 10. Get to go there, tough physical opponent, finish with Coppin State, you know, a team that shoots a ton of threes. Um, and then it's, it'll be be time for league play. Wow. You And you just had all that memorized? <laughs> no, Ken Palms, Ken Palms up on my screen right now. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you were right. Uh, we actually did start a season with Queens, uh, North Carolina, and we beat them 66 to 65. Uh, that was just three years ago. So yeah. they, they actually did give us some fits. Um but yeah, no, uh, and I agree with everything that you said. And uh, also, uh, I'm not sure how realistic that nugget is about playing, you know, Rick Barnes in Tennessee, but I think the fans would love to see it. And, uh, you know, yeah, the we rise... actually have talked about it. We actually have talked about it. Um, uh, and, and I think he'd do it, you know, a way to get him back here and honor him for obviously his time at Mason. Again, same thing, talking to Coach L about doing it. It has to make sense for them. Um, and again, the, the, the best way for it to make sense for them is for us to continue to raise the level of our program where it can get to, and I'm not saying we would win at all, but, you know, we try to prepare to, but it, it has to be at a level where a loss to Mason doesn't derail their season. Um, and that's on us. That's on us to continue to raise the level of this program where we're consistently a top 50, 75 team. Absolutely. Get out of the gray zone and, you know, become a formidable appointment or opponent. So you, you just mentioned preparing. Have you started, like, when do you start preparing for Auburn? Like, does that start a month ago? Does that start no. a week ago? Like when, when do you start that? Yeah. Your first game is different than every other game. Every other game is literally like, you know, 72 hours before pretty much, maybe a little bit more. They, the assistant coaches, um, get to start a little bit earlier depending on what their schedule is late and our scouts are, are, are divided up evenly um, in thirds, you know, but for your first game, I mean, I was watching Stony Brook film in June of last year. <laughs> you know, I was watching Stony Brook all summer preparing because it's, it's the only thing on your mind. It's like football. Um, now we don't introduce them to the team, you know, until you know, at the most three days out, you know, we, we actually done some stuff the last few days in practice that prepares for Auburn, but our guys didn't know explicitly like this is Auburn. Um, um, but, um, um, but um, somebody waving across, waving at me from across the condo, but um, uh, man, I'm sorry. But okay. So, uh, all, so your first game, Auburn had a foreign tour. So we got to watch them. Um, in uh, Israel, play three games against really good opponents, um, young teams, uh, uh, senior teams, and um, 
so yeah, we've been watching them for a while, uh, and we're ready to get get, get, get going. Yeah, I, I was always super curious. You know, when when do you start? You know, uh, doing any type of game planning, watching film, and uh, so you just kind of answered that. You know, essentially. Shortly after you book them, you're at least doing some preliminary research. I, I well, assume. I mean, you do preliminary research before you book them. You know, oh. you know, you don't play a team blind. You want to know who they have coming in, especially in this day and age with the the the, the transfer portal. Um, you know, you you could you could get suckered into a game pretty easily. So you better know who is on your opponent's roster. Do a quick dive and who some of their signees. Um, and they have a really good team. But again, we want to play good teams. We played a, we played a national champion last season, you know, and um, it's what you want to do. Well, let, let, let's talk about Auburn. They were uh, a team that was ranked number one in the country for three straight weeks last year. Uh, they entered the tournament as a two seed. Uh, they had two guys go pro in the NBA. Um, you know, they are bringing back two productive guards. They're adding two top 50 recruits. They're adding a transfer from Moorhead State. We also have one as well. But, uh, you know, he he was a stud there, averaging about 17 points a game. Um, understanding that this is going to be arguably, you know, the one of the better teams we're going to play all year, at least the most high-profile team, top 15. Um, you know, understanding that a, a win could set an incredible tone for the season. Um, you know, what does this game mean? for you, the team, the season, you know, the fan base, you know, yeah. I understand that it's just I mean, one game, but yeah, it's, it's just one, it, it is just one game. It, it, it's a big game. And, you know, I, I can say that it's, 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 the, it's, it's, the, it's the first game on our schedule. It's the next game on our schedule. So it's a really big game, you know, what it can mean for the program. Right. I mean, yeah, it's more what it means for our, the current status of the program as we're trying to elevate it would be a, it would be a, it'd be a great um, thing for us to go in there and compete and have a chance at the end. Uh, but, you know, from a program standpoint, I mean, this is a program that has beaten, you know, North Carolina and, and, and been to the final weekend in college basketball. Um, you know, so George Mason has seen great wins before. Absolutely. Uh, but again, a great opponent, uh, SEC champions, uh, Hall of Fame head coach, um, you know, some really talented, tough, athletic, hard-playing guys. And But I think have a lot to prove. You know, I think they think they have a lot to prove. You know, they lose two first-round draft picks. But again, they Katie Johnson, Wendell Grange, Jalen Williams, um, uh, 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 um, you know, Chris Moore, Alan Flanagan, you know, they are SEC champions. You know, and, and, and they want to show that they had a big part in that. And some really good freshman uh, signees. Chance Westry is going to be out. I think he's going to be huge for them this season. Uh, Johan Treor, uh, freshman forward, kind of in the mold of a uh, Jabari Smith. So uh, really excited to get down to Auburn again and, and, and compete. Uh, Mason has been there before the last few years. And uh, excited for our group to go back um, down south and, and and get to hook it up a little bit. And where do you see our group like matching up? Like, you know, for the first we, a we have some older guys, um, and b I feel like we actually have athleticism that like 
just kind of looking at the eye test, like standing on the court. We have the size. We have, like, some of our guys are jacked. Like, we, you know, we have, like, you know, we don't look like we did three years ago. So I'm wondering how you feel about, you know, the guys you've compiled looking at them uh, and, and, and up against a team like Auburn, um, who obviously is super physical. You know, where do you, where do you see us matching up with your roster? Yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see when the ball is tipped up. That, that's all that matters. I mean, obviously, we have two guys that, that played in the SEC. We have a, a big guy that won an ACC championship, you know, last season. We have some some age, but they, 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 have, some, uh, they have some of the best athletes we'll see all season. Uh, Dylan Carwell, Katie Johnson, uh, Alan Flanagan, um, Jalen Williams are, 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 are elite, elite A1 college athletes uh, they're as good as some nfl or nba athletes um you know so that, that we'll, we'll see you know when, when tip off starts but you know when you when you talk athleticism um they are some, some of their guys are as, as good as you can get when it, it comes to running and jumping and is vj as advertised like he looks like like i don't know whether like i don't know i haven't seen him play i don't know whether to call him elite or not but VJ's athleticism, anything, anytime we saw a video, he was winning sprints. He, he seems like he's always like we got some practice reports and he's always first, you know, first or second and up and backs. So like is, is he as as he as advertised, there's a lot of hype about him right now going into the season. Yeah, no, I think Mason fans are going to be uh, really impressed with VJ. Here's what I say. VJ, um, this state is this state in his career. This, this moment, this, you know, he's done something that Deshaun Schwartz has never done. He's averaged double figures points on an NCAA tournament team. Deshaun Schwartz had never done that, um, you know, until he averaged double figures when he came here to Mason and had a really good individual senior season. Um, so, yeah, is going to be fine. He's going to be really good. Well, not only even VJ, but can you talk to how you're going to, and, and you even admitted this in previous podcasts, how you may have underutilized your bench or your depth last year, but, you know, going into game one, um, you know, power five opponent, uh, knowing that they are going to be super talented, athletic, et cetera. Um, are you going to utilize your depth um, or, you know, are, are you still, you know, finagling with things I, I know that you're still going through with close scrimmages and and maybe you're still tinkering with things but how do you see your depth uh being a benefit to you yeah you we know? feel we feel good about it um you know and, and th these games are tough right these games if they go as planned um usually the rotation does shrink a bit in these games um you know my first year my, my second year at Tennessee, we opened up the season. Our first two games were Colorado and Cincinnati, right? They were the first two games of the season, two very good opponents. Colorado was an NCAA tournament team. Cincinnati, I don't remember how they finished. But that game, two first-round draft picks, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, they played, I think, nine and six minutes. You know, there's two first-round draft picks that year 
six months later, they played nine and six minutes. I think is the number. It, it could be off. My mind's not perfect. Uh, but so, so those games, your depth usually strengths a little bit if the game goes according to plan. But yes, we feel much better about our depth. And, and I'm not. I don't want to sell it a good name of our roster last year. The guys we we coached and inherited, like we love those guys, and they all had opportunities in, in games. Um, you know, but I just felt more comfortable with the guys that played the most minutes. Um, I think our depth hurt us in in, in, in in a lot of ways last season, or lack thereof. Um, we couldn't get a true best-on-best best vibe in practice, you know? Um, and 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 I, I think that hurt us, you know? Um, it, we, we I, I didn't feel comfortable going to the bench as much as I would have liked to. And in and, and the biggest moments where I should have, and I will this season, here's one thing I can answer unequivocally this year is we will make substitutions for egregious defensive mistakes, for bad closeouts to shooters, uh, for not boxing out, for not running the floor hard, for not, you know, we call it our goalie. It's our low help man not being in the, the adequate spot as a goalie protecting on a baseline drive, taking and not taking a charge. Like those things will be addressed immediately. They they had they were in our first two scrimmages, which I love to see that in action. And um didn't do that last season as much as I wanted to because it was just so, you know, focused on trying to win the game. So we had to let a lot of bad habits go. Had to mm-hmm. let Deshaun and Davon and Josh and Ticket get away with a lot of things that aren't what you know we want the program to be about. So, um, and it all sounds good now, <laughs> but going into the season, that's the plan, um, and we're going to make substitutions to 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 hold our guys to an incredibly high standard defensively. That's awesome. So, uh, it's, that's good to hear. But I, I do. But that, that's a perfect place to segue into the scrimmages. Um, you know, I, I want to know what you are trying to to get out of those scrimmages. Like, are you going in with your starting lineups? Are you you are you are you trying to to like kind of stir up your you know game strategies? Is it more so to to get the best evaluation you can on on players you want to see? There's only two of them, right? So. You, you don't have too much to, to get out of it, but what is your goal going into the scrimmages? You know, truthfully, it's, uh, it's funny. It, it, it's a lot like practice. It's a lot like practice. So, you know, my goal is to one tinker with lineups and see what I like. Um, it's really accommodating. Usually it's usually someone that you're, you're close with uh, in the coaching profession. So, you know, we say, Hey, let's, let's not play any zone or, you know, don't do this, but okay, yeah, we'll do this. We didn't, one of the scrimmages, we did six fouls. One of the scrimmages, we didn't even track fouls. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, from a coaching standpoint, I didn't have to manage foul trouble or anything like that. It's just coaching, you know, the five guys, the lineups and all of that stuff. Um, you know, but for me, it's the film. Like, I really, really love the film. I love to see what our off-season of strategy, right, what we've decided, what changes we're going to make right defensively offensively what it looks like in a game to someone that doesn't see it every day because it's really hard in training camp because like 
you know, every good thing you do defensively, you're usually mad, mad at the offense in practice. Everything you do good offensively, you're like, no, defense, you got to be better. So it's really fun to finally go against someone else, to have five guys playing at once instead of 10. You know, so you, you want to see your team play harder and faster than they, they, they have been in practices, you know, because they have that, they, they, they have more um, rest, rest and, um, and all that stuff. Uh, but it was really good. It was really good. It's a really good experience for our, our, our young guys to get on the court. It's really good for our guys to start playing together. Um, I did exhibitions as a, as a player in, in college. But I like the um, I like the, the scrimmages a lot more. They're they're more intimate. They're against a, a better opponent um, generally. So I'm a huge fan of the, 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 the scrimmages. And can can you dive into anything specific that you you know may have taken away from you know uh, we know that we played Penn State in in a close scrimmage recently, um, you know. Did any of your tinkering with lineups or, you know, any of your play, like, did you feel as if you were able to pull some useful uh, information from that scrimmage specifically? And is there anything that you're going to apply it directly to Auburn, for instance? Yeah, you know, the, the, there were some good things, you know, you know, statistically, analytically that we liked that um, was an improvement from last year, you know, offensively for us, defensively for us. Um they were both really helpful. Uh, you know, we played better in the first one than we did the second one. Um, uh, uh, you know, it was great, and it's something we're going to continue to do. And, and you know, it's 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 so valuable. It's so good. The most valuable thing, honestly, is sitting down. And and, and so with the, the way we do it is, I am very honest and forthcoming with the other coach. Like I basically give him a scouting report verbatim. I tell him who's a driver, who's a shooter, what's his favorite thing, because I want to get the game to be as close to a conference game as possible, right? Like when we play Richmond, when we play Dayton, St. Bonaventure, they know us inside and out. So it's like I'm not trying to, you know, keep any secrets going in these scrimmages. I want them to know us exactly. So literally the, the coaches are on the phone with each other. Who's starting? What's your rotation like? Who are you going to play? Um, and um, the, 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 the second scrimmage was really good because we actually got to play a 10-minute scrimmage after the 40-minute scrimmage where we let our young guys get a lot of run, which was really good for them to get that experience under the whistle, get to see if we're, you know, if we are fouling a lot, if we're letting some stuff go in practice that we need to clear up, if we're getting called for travels or moving screens. Or, um, it's, it's, it's so valuable. So I, I wish we could play more. I wish we could play four of them. Like it's it's. I mean, NBA teams have like three practices, and then they're playing preseason games. We have to have a month and a half of practice before we start playing games. That's all. That's all encouraging stuff. I mean, you know, it's like we're 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 out here trying to find any information we can on the scrimmages, <laughs> uh, just because. It, I mean, for us, it means a lot too. Um, what like. When are when are we gonna find out the starting lineup? Is that gonna be like five minutes before? <laughs> is that gonna be like five minutes before a tip off? Is that gonna be like? Is it? Is there gonna be a graphic a, a day, a couple of days before? Like when do, do you want to tell know? us right now? Or like when do we get that solidified starting lineup? Because we've been like I mean, we've been debating it for a while. 
Uh, and yeah, so I'm not. We told you that back in April. Unless you want to keep Bruce, you know, guessing, you know. Yeah, I'm not one to keep <laughs> secrets. Usually, I'm pretty transparent and open and honest. But uh, you're kind of making me want to make uh, you guys sweat it out. So it's looking like uh, <laughs> Jacob the Bear, our social media director, content creator, who's the best in the world. Um, he'll probably put a graphic out a few minutes for a tip, and we'll see. Love that. And we love what you're doing. But starting doesn't matter, man. Starting doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. the guys are going to play. Like, who's no, going to no. finish? Like, you know, like, you know, whoever ends up starting, you know, um, I think our four spots are pretty locked in. Um, you know, I think everyone pretty knows, but uh, pretty much knows. But, um, you know, they're all going to play. You know, if, if whoever starts at the point guard, if it's, Ronald, if it's Saquon, if it's Devin, whoever starts, they're all going to play and, and, and have an impact. Well, if I was just reading between the lines from how you were sort of, uh, uh, I guess, pitching your lineup against Auburn, uh, I felt like you were sort of touching on you're going to sort of uh, lean more towards your experience. And guys, so uh, like, and, and yes, maybe you, you do go to, to freshman game one, but I, I do feel like in that type of environment, you know, you, you're likely going to be relying on older veteran type of players. Well, if, we're, I mean, well, I mean, if we have three, uh, if we have two six year seniors, one fifth year senior, and three fourth year seniors, I better hope that six plays a lot of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they better play a lot of minutes. Um, you know, and, and they will, but our, our young guys will, will, will have an opportunity to play as well. Yeah. They'll get their time. Yeah. Love to hear that. I mean, I, I'm getting, like, like I said, like the excitement is brewing uh, and, and, and like, it's a, it's a huge game one um, in which we haven't had a, lot of this um so it's like it adds to the excitement just to just to pop off right from the start uh again coach we really want to, we really appreciate your time through this whole off season um you've let our guys come to practice uh you've been open and transparent with us when planning these podcasts and it really does mean a lot to, to what we're doing and to the base and so I'm, like the base listens to this show and i want to give you the opportunity to to, in, to, to pitch the season, you know, to, to, to talk to the Mason nation directly um, because, you know, we do have a good sense of the base here and we also know um, how excited everybody is. So just want to give you, it's kind of like we're closing out the podcast, give you an opportunity to talk, talk straight to Mason. Well, um, you know, in light of the season, I feel like this is my uh, chance to do a political ad on the radio. Like, and, <laughs> And, and I am Kim English, and I approve this message. I feel like, you know, but uh, uh, it, uh, our base has been great. Um, you know, we, we we felt them last season. At, I mean, we felt them on the road, you know, last season at Maryland. Like, to feel, um, you know, to feel that crowd in that arena at the end of the game was powerful, and it kind of was bone-chilling a little bit. Um, and at some games this year, you know, we, you feel Mason Nation on social media, right? I know that our recruits do. I know our recruits see 
George Mason fans in the comments and the replies on Twitter. But what I really wanted for us to do, and obviously, you know, I'm no fool. We play a big role in this. And we have to put a big, a good product on the court. We know that. Um, we're working every single day to do that, um, obsessing over doing that. But I want to feel the base at our games more, right? I want us to be in the stands with your jeans on, with your sweatshirt on, being loud, you know, students to be there, be early, stomping on the bleachers, making noise, fans standing up cheering. Like, I want every time that I walk out of the tunnel, for the, I want to see less and less of those yellow and green seats. Right, I want to see more and more bodies in that seats, and I know that that we 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 have to win. But what about what if it was happened at the same time? What if it was happening at the same? What if the fan base was making that commitment to get to get the games as we were knocking down the door trying to win and win more and more and more? It's not like one's waiting for the other. It's like it's not like the basketball team saying, "Oh, fill up the arena and we'll win." No, no mm-hmm. one's saying that. It's, it's not like the fan base saying, oh, well, you win 20 games and, and we'll be there. <laughs> what if George Mason was so different of a place that the fan base had the same mindset and, 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 and commitment and investment to making Eagle Bank Arena the best environment in the Atlantic 10? Because here's one thing that's true. It can be. It can be the best environment in our league. You know, like like that commitment, you know, from our next athletic director, you know, some athletic departments say, you know, win and we'll give you support. What if we'll just just be different, man? Let's be different. Let's go all in on these guys. Let's go all in on this program, trying to make it the apps, the best program in the region. Like, why not? Why not? Like, I legitimately think George Mason can be the best program in this Maryland D.C., Virginia area in the next decade. Like, I really believe it from the bottom of my heart. You know, and let, let's do it together. Um, and, and and I'm Kim English, and I approve this <laughs> message. <laughs> hey, hey, Innov- I innovation me. is tradition here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I'm a commander season ticket holder. So I know what – I know the – I know Sorry. The, what, what it takes to just go, even though I don't even agree with – anything that's going on in the whole stadium. But as a fan, you know, we're a fanatics time to go and show that. And I, and I, and we've been, that's what we've been working on quite honestly. Is, yeah. is our mission. I'm the same this way with the Baltimore Orioles. I'm the same way with the Baltimore Orioles. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm all in. I'm all in uh, the alerts. When I can get to Camden Yards, I am all in. Like I love them so much. I'm all in. Um, I am biased towards the Baltimore Orioles, absolutely. You know, and and, and and when they, you know, close this year, when they do arrive, when they do get there, it's going to feel so good. It's going to feel so good. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm Brian Lawrence, it's, it's, and I approve this message. <laughs> you know, I'm I, I approve it, too. <laughs> um, so, hey, um, Tennessee football is a great example right now. Yeah. Tennessee football is a great example. I mean, the craziest fans – in the world, every year is the year. Every every single year is the year with Tennessee football, um, and it hasn't been for a while. But this year, it's, you know, it's looking like it. You know, they're going there. Eight no, as we record this, going into Georgia. But 
Um, I, my my goal special. is I, I want students to rush the court at least once this year and hopefully get get a, some woman pulling up like the wood and everything like i want that whole experience uh I'm, cigars I'm, you can, you can if, 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 if you want to see a funny thing go to uh kansas at missouri 2012 on youtube it's the full game and just go to the end of the game and i'm like i stop a court storming like i, yeah. I i'm like we're supposed to win you know, we're supposed to win. <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't even know. I, never, I don't even know if we have opponents that are worthy of rushing the court this year. I mean, we just gotta rush it. Just do it. Like, but just you know, yeah, I'll, fuck it. I'll, I'll lead the stamp. <laughs> I'll lead the stampede from the mm -hmm. media row. Yeah, I get I, I get tackled. All right, um, all right. We really appreciate. We really appreciate you, Kim, and uh, we we wish we wish you luck, and just know that that uh, you have complete support of us and Mason Nation behind us. Um, and we just want to kind of wish you luck. We know we're not going to get a chance to talk to you much here um, until, you know, after after games and pressers, et cetera. So just want you to really understand that we appreciate your time here. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you all. And I look forward to this season. And let's do this thing, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And I, I assume you guys are going to fly out to Auburn pretty soon. And I just kind of want to leave. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. All right. Uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be um, – one last little nugget, though. Uh, the last loss that Auburn had was against uh, Miami last year. They were bounced out of the tournament. Who was coached by Coach L? Maybe we can get back to back. <laughs> you know, let's just yeah. hope, you know, we can get Coach L, Kim English. <laughs> let's, let's get yeah. that back to back L. Uh, but yeah. Whatever support we can take, we'll take it. Um, yeah. Bye, George. Final episode of the Kim English Talk With Us series season is next. We're out. Peace.